0: Good morning, everybody, and happy Monday to you. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us today and for the week ahead. And I gotta say, it is looking good for the week, even though we do have some some disruptive sort of transits perhaps going on, but they are designed to Make us rise to the challenge, right? That's that's the key for this week: rising to the challenge of being able to express your creativity and to live your particular genius or brilliance. It is one of the favorite weeks I have in Human Design, as it begins today. Well, last week we started with the Gate One, and that is the gate that we talked about on Friday. That is the most young gate, the most. Masculine or pushing outward gate. It is very creative energy, and then we also have the Earth at the gate too, the gate of allowing, which is the most feminine or yin gate. And from that energy, the creative and allowing energy of uh, the the uh, week that we're currently in, we transition to the week of taking that creativity and now applying it to um, expressing our particular genius and brilliance out in the world. And that transition occurs on Thursday as we move into a new human design week. Uh, It's one of my favorite channels, basically, because I love the name of it. We, for fun, call it the Freak to Genius Channel. And it specifies our ability sometimes to come come out with a brilliant idea or to express our brilliance uh, in a breakthrough sort of way. So we are breaking through this week. We are breaking through to our genius and then using the creativity that we may have newly expressed or newly discovered within us and are adding that to the energy of expression in the the breakthrough, right? So the epiphany or the aha, or the revelation energy. So it's a really good week astrologically as well. We do have one or two days this week where there's some scritchy energies. And we're going to talk about that as well. And uh, the rest of the week, though, seems by contrast, uh, to some of the weeks we've had recently where we're moving through the gates of fear, where we have the shadow energies perhaps being triggered. This week isn't that way at all. So yay, finally, right? Uh, so let me say good morning to people who are popping in to visit this morning. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel. Hello, Kathleen Mallory. Ursula, you're with us early. I love it. Good to see you. JLo. nice to see you. Susie Gemini, good for you. Good to see you, I mean. (laughs) Amanda J, good for you. Good to see you. I don't know where that's coming from. Cool rocks, welcome, new day, new week, new blessings. I love that attitude. Good morning, Irene from Sweden. Good to see you. I'm so glad that you are able to join us as well. Now, uh, for many of you, you may have noticed that I posted on Saturday or Sunday, can't remember which day now. I worked both days. uh, I posted up the link to purchase your ticket to the astrology for 2022 webinar which will take place in december now here's the thing i'm only allowed 100 people and so in the live so the earlier that you register the earlier that you are reserved and you know for certain you'll be able to have your seat there so you can uh, see that right now on the facebook the living astrology facebook page or the living astrology community page And uh, thank you to uh, JLo for reminding me to put that also out there on Instagram. I'll have that out later and uh, it'll also go up on my website here later. So you have plenty of opportunities. Uh, I'm just a little concerned about that 100 mark for um, being able to attend the live. But that's why I kind of put it at the time of day that I do, because then some people who can't go live have to use the uh, can can use the recording so we record it and you'll be able to access it so even if you purchase your ticket you'll have access to everything um whether you go to the live or whether you see the recording so either way uh, it all works for you and good morning val it's good to see you and susie gemini says good to know It is good to know there's just so much going on as we start to move into 2022. I think we're already maybe feeling that energy, or at least I am, as this week starts to really kick off, I think, the time where we start to look at what those themes are going to be for 2022. And one of the big themes that I've already started to hit upon is this idea of cooperation, that there seems to be a shift going on. And I don't know how hard or fast that's going to come to us, especially here in the U.S., while we are also managing a USA Pluto return. So it may be a little more extended for us here in the USA. But for those of you around the world that aren't in the midst of that kind of of Pluto return, the idea of cooperating and creating a synarchy, uh, working together to build something is really, really starting to take shape and to take form. Um, Unfortunately, here in the US, we still have a lot of petty arguments and petty disagreements that we're going to have to work through to rise above, at least in our government level. And even within the people, the communities here in uh, the states, there's still such a a polarizing effect going on. I do expect that that will shift after we get into 2022. So after the first hit of the USA Pluto return, which is actually uh, on February 22nd, 222, um, I expect then we'll start to see a shift out of the shadow of that polarization. But for the rest of you around the world, you're probably already sensing this shift, right? It's a huge shift. And it comes from building toward a vision that, you know, we've, we've come out of this dark time or we're starting to see the light, let's say, coming out of that dark time. And in order to continue seeing more of that light, we actually have to focus on the light. Right. Sometimes we get so focused on the dark or what's not working that we don't leave room for the aha moment or the breakthrough moment, such as we have this week, the opportunity anyway for that. And then we miss the signs or we miss the cue that would have taken us into a new way of being. So it's really important, everybody right now to start focusing on your dreams, focusing on what do I want? Remember Venus now in Capricorn, I'm already hearing from people out there how this has impacted their relationships, right? If your relationships are teetering and they're not in alignment with your values, then uh, people are choosing to walk away or choosing to, you know, draw that little bit of a line in the sand that says, well, here's where I am. If you're willing to meet me here and we can create something of a partnership or a Uh, a a relationship that's built on mutual respect and mutual uh, honoring of each other's values, then we have a platform from which we can continue these relationships. If we don't have that available, or if we sense that no matter how much input we we give to that relationship, that it's never going to come into alignment, then we're going to see some of those relationships falling apart and it can be personal relationships for sure but it can also be our business relationships it can be with the people that that we are currently even working with but that we suddenly realize wow they are way out of alignment with my goals my dreams my values and i can no longer tolerate that in my life right i need to zoom into what's important And follow that so that I can express my creativity, my genius in a supportive, cooperative, and co-creative atmosphere, right? So you'll start hearing me talk more about that. And I think you're also going to start, I'm getting chills, Woo! Uh, and I think you're going to start to see that resonating through others as more and more time goes on. Become aware, watch what's going on around you. Watch the characters on TV shows if you're someone who watches TV. Watch what other metaphysical or spiritual types are saying. I was noticing um, over the weekend that even those of the sort of religious nature are spe- are beginning to speak this way. So it's interesting, right, to start to see the whole of the philosophy on the planet begin to change. So lovely to see it happening I'm thinking it's going to take still some more time. I'm not going to say that 2022 is going to take us and throw us into a new golden age um, because I think that's created by our efforts to bring that into effect. If we're not going to do the work to get ourselves there, then likely we're going to delay that, right? As for however long it takes for everybody to get on the bus, right? So be aware and be open to seeing what more is possible around you. Okay, so this week, then we get to see that vision. We get to really concentrate on that vision. Now today, we start the week with the moon in the sign of Capricorn. and this is the back to work for the work week kind of sign. Capricorn, as you know, is a is a sign that is uh, ruled by the planet Saturn. So it has a lot to do with our responsibilities and our duties and the building of a solid foundation. And right now we also have Venus in Capricorn and we also have Pluto. Of course, he's been there for a long time, so he's nothing new, but we have all of these energies about what do we want to work for? What do we want to build now? Today, the moon will be moving through two gates in our human design. The gate 58 is where it is right now. This is called the gate of joy. And it's on the root center, the very bottom center of the chart. So if you're looking at your human design chart or a human design chart, the root center is the very bottom center. It is the interface with us as humans with the planet. It is also a pressure center. It pressures us to do. And one of the things we do is follow the lines of joy right? So today the moon in Capricorn at the gate of joy is going to remind us to align with what makes us happy. If you're constantly having to uh, find yourself in positions or think doing things that you don't love, you're in the wrong place, right? You have to find yourself aligned with joy and move in that direction. The pressure is to move outward into the world with the energy of joy. Note that that is not on the emotional center. I always, that is like a big aha, right? The emotional center would would speak to moods or to something even that uh, creates uh, a mood or a reaction outside of us. But when we look at the pressure center of the root where it's out, you know, taking energy from within us and pushing it out, that's where joy is. So you have to find the joy within and, then express it out in the world and then a little later in the day the moon will move into the gate 38 and then we have struggle and struggle isn't a bad word here suffering might be but there's no suffering in human design uh this is about the struggle to do the things that make sense for you to stick with to have perseverance to have tenacity and determination all very Capricorn words, by the way, or Saturn words, to stick with what it is that brings you joy or what it is that's worth fighting for, if you will, right? Or struggling through. In other words, we get an opportunity to choose our battles wisely, right? If you're trying to struggle and fight to get something done and it isn't working and it's like hitting your head up against that proverbial wall, maybe that's not what is worth struggling for in the moment. And maybe it's not worth struggling forever, but you don't know that for sure until you start to move your focus onto something that feels more at ease or more in alignment with flow. So choosing what to stay within the struggle is so important as we move through the rest of the day. Now, I'm also going to start equating. Uh, I got this really good book, y'all. This is called The Ultimate Guide to Tarot, and it's by an author named uh, Liz Dean, and I find it easy to read and understand. And by the way, I'm not a huge tarot reader. I don't know the tarot as well as uh, some of of you out there that do readings. But what I want to start doing is sort of drawing the picture. So we're looking at the astrology, right? Moon and Capricorn. Now we're looking at the human design and the gene keys, because we can kind of put those together and see the shadow, the gift and the city and all of that. And we're looking at the gate 58 and the gate 38. Well, the gate 58 and the gate 38 and Capricorn are related to the tarot card, the devil and the world. And I thought um, that that was an interesting combination, the devil and the world, right? The devil, first of all, always engenders sort of that that fear, like, oh my God, what am I doing? Uh, where am I at in all of this? And uh, maybe some of you who are better tarot readers can maybe put some comments in the chat for people about what the devil is and what the world card is. And then I would love to see that because how does that relate then to Capricorn? And how does that relate to the gates 58 and 38? So we're starting to build this foundation of coherence uh, between all of the different divine systems. And then we can see... How everything fits together, that there's all of these encoded messages in all of these different systems that lead us out of the darkness and into the light. So I love that. So I'll look to some of you to uh, put that in there. Thank you, Susie. Um, uh, Capricorn Moon and True Node in Capricorn. So you're going to be interested in hearing what some of the other Capricorn things are that we're going to be working with. So, Capricorn ruled by Saturn. So we are dealing with our future needs, even though the sign of Capricorn and especially Saturn in Capricorn kind of has us connected to the past or to our traditions, right? So what is traditional for us, but we also have to look at what it is that we need in the future. So when we're looking at the traditions that we have and, and not just our traditions like Thanksgiving dinner or how we celebrate Christmas, but how we as a society have organized ourselves, right? In the economy, in uh, our our different ways of governing, in our different ways of providing services, all of these kinds of things are designed to help us set up a future. But a lot of them have been built on unsustainable concepts or in 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 unsustainable ways. So when we're looking at the future needs, we have to look at what it is that we can do that is gonna be sustainable. So when we make decisions about what comes next or about what our next steps are, we wanna make sure that the decisions are built to last, right, that we're looking toward the future. Now, I'm not saying that we can't make decisions that are good for the moment, but a lot of what we need to start building our, societies or in our world or in our personal lives have to be built on sustainability. That's sort of a carryover uh, energy that we have in 2022. We saw it in 2020. See- we we saw-, saw it this year in 2021, and we're going to see it somewhat in 2022, but with a different flair, because now we're really looking at ooh, what can we do that's outside of the box? What can we do that's different? And how can we set up systems that are here to last, that are inclusive, that uh, support the bigger picture. Now, also in Capricorn, we have responsibility, keeping our commitments. But I always say, especially with human design, that keeping our commitments is built on what we commit ourselves to. So if you're someone who likes to say yes to everything and everybody and every opportunity that comes along, it might be hard for you to stay committed to the real true things for yourself. So you've got an opportunity today and tomorrow for sure uh, to take a look at what are you committed to and is it the correct thing for you? And you'll know it's the correct thing for you if it brings you joy, right? But if it's a constant struggle or a constant fight, then you have to advise yourself as to whether this is worth it or not, right? Is it worth it? So Uh, In this way, responsibility and commitment starts with what you are committing to. There's a gate in human design called gate 29. It is the gate of commitment. And when people have that defined by birth, there's often a need or a feeling of wanting to say yes to everything. And you're not saying yes to everything so that you could hurt people by not staying committed to them. But life for those people is juicy and fun. And I want to say yes. I want to say yes, because I want to support you. I want to love you. I want to be able to give you. I want to be able to do things for myself. But unfortunately, if you don't say yes to the right things, it doesn't leave room then for when the right thing comes along And you want to say yes to that and now you're only half-heartedly committed to what uh you've earlier committed to so we always say you don't say yes unless it is something that is coming up outside of you because it's on the sacral center and you run it through your authority and your your strategy for your type right so saying yes to the right things is a a self-discipline which is another code word that we have in the sign of Capricorn, self-discipline. And of course, then Capricorn takes us into goals and ambitions and the search for success and recognition and social status. There's all of that sort of built in to the energy of Capricorn. And Saturn's rulership here means that you also sometimes will find when you do your job, right? When you do your due diligence, when you've put in the work and the time and the effort, Saturn gives a reward, right? He's not always the punisher. He's not always the karmic you know, um, um, person or karmic uh, uh, thing that happens to you. He is that as well when you haven't done your due diligence or when you're being irresponsible, not response able, right? That's how we look at the word responsibility. It's about what am I responding to, My response ability and my response ability is something that I have committed to, perhaps a goal, a dream, an ambition, and I'm taking the steps, doing the work to get to where I want to go. And in some ways, this also uh, leaks over into our business world, our business commitments, our ability to have a good reputation. And I was doing some work yesterday with my gene keys because I'm on the uh, pearl retreat. Uh, I've already done the pearl sequence once, but now this is a retreat. So it's a deep dive into um, the the pathway of prosperity, if you will. And so as I'm digging into this, uh, one of the things I really recognized is that in order for us to to be able to see big changes in the world, we're gonna to have to change corporations, right? So corporational, corporate change isn't gonna happen without the individuals in the corporation, the members, the people who are working for the corporation start to demand that the values or the principles, the ethics uh, are raising in frequency. Right. So as we begin as individuals to raise our own frequencies, then we begin to affect the agreements we make in business, the agreements that countries make with one another, the agreements that we make with our employer, the agreements that the employers make with us. So all of that is being affected here at this point in time. This is also a sign about the authority figures in our lives and your own personal authority. So authority here is linked with your being authentic, living your own authentic life, being true to you, being in integrity, being ethical, right? Being uh, able to align with your values and your principles. Remember, that's huge because until March, we have Venus in Capricorn and she rules our ethics, values, morals, integrity, how we um, connect with one another in relationship and our finances. So we have a lot going on here that uh, the moon is only just kind of taking us through a a sort of survey of what more is possible here. So authority figures, so father figures, your bosses, um, your um, just the whole structure that we have in our world, which seems right now very hierarchical. And how can we change that to become more synarchical? How do we work together to build something without that top down sort of feeling? If we look at the more negative expressions in Capricorn, we also can see where we have excessive control issues, right? So we're being controlled or we are controlling that can take us into that victim energy that we want to get out of, right? Backpedaling out of victim energy because we want freedom, 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 right? That is a huge buzzword that's going to come in with 2022 as well. Pessimism, inflexibility, no joy. All of those are words that can tell you, or things that will show you, when you're not aligned with the right things for yourself, or not committed to the right things, or you're overly committed to controlling others. And of course, in the body, the body is always a really good reflector if you will of what it is that might be going wrong in certain signs or certain energies so for example in the sign of capricorn and with the planet saturn it rules the bones the joints which we also know of as something that gets affected by the aging process right and we know that Capricorn rules time over time, the wear and tear in our joints. So we can see how it is the joints, the bones and the connective tissues can all be a part of this um, Capricorn energy. But also the correlation might show us where it is we've become too stringent or too tight, too controlled, not free, right? Not loose, right? So taking a look at that, then we also have the gallbladder, the knees, our teeth, also part of the Capricorn Saturn um, experience. So those are the parts of the body that might show us if we are out of alignment somewhere, right? Or if we need to look at taking more care uh, because of the body's connection to that particular sign. So it's all part and parcel together. We have the moon going into a long void of course tomorrow morning. Um, I did write this down tomorrow morning at 9 52 West coast time. So what is that? 12 52 in the afternoon for those of you on the East coast and the moon won't move out of that void until 7:04 PM tomorrow evening. So for us on the West coast, nearly all day long and into the evening, the almost the whole of the workday is with the moon wandering. So, while it gives us more time to consider all of the things that we've just talked about, it also means that it's not going to be great timing for us to start something new, right? That that energy of everybody sort of wandering, him and hawing, or not being able to come down on a decision one way or another is because of that void. Of course, moon, it moves out of that at 704, when the moon moves in to the sign of aquarius so we can look forward to that tomorrow but not until late in the day and uh, for those of you on the east coast or even in europe um, it probably won't be as activated the void anyway won't be as activated because most likely you're in the later part of your work day And uh, maybe the thing, the clue is to get everything that you need to have done, done in the morning so that by the afternoon, when people start to waffle and wander and our attention sort of wanes, um, that you won't have to have some major decision hanging over your head for that time of the day. So heads up for that. Now, um, questions, comments. Let me go back over here. Good morning, Tricia. It's great to see you. It's been a long time. Uh, I, this is what you needed this morning. I love it. It's great to see you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Susie Gemini says corporation, a non living entity. It is a non living entity made up of living entities, right? Thus the reason why here in the U S anyway, they des- they deigned that corporations could be, Hey, like people, they had a voice, they had a vote. They could add, they could spend money on political campaigns And it's created, I think, a whole lot of issues. Uh, And I'm sure lots of people would agree with me that putting money into politics is not a good thing, right? Because then he or she who has the most money or the corporation that has the most money gets the most perks. And that's not how our system, our democracy is meant to work. So we can see the unsustainable nature there, right? In that. And yet we have corporations that are made up of people. There is a soul to a corporation, Right. There is a soul to every business, even if it's just my little solo preneurship. Right. I have a soul and the reflection of the soul of the corporation comes through its people, comes through its management, comes through its shareholders. And if you are in alignment with the soul of that corporation, then things are in alignment for you. You feel good when you work there. The company is supporting you. There is a freedom that you feel within the corporation, even if there are rules and regulations and things that you have to live by. But when you're working for a company that sucks the life out of you right, that is using and abusing you, then the culture of that corporation, the soul of that corporation is not in alignment, perhaps with your own values, right? So, so yes, a corporation is not, is a non-living entity, but it is one that is made up of living entities who have free will, who have a choice, who can affect the vibration of the company by demanding, commanding that it follows ethical guidelines, right? That it moves with an integrity. So we do have power there in all of that. Uh JLo, interesting. My daughter had a toothache this weekend. Ah, yes. Carol, good morning. Christine Buckingham, totally agree with you, Janet. Love it, love it. Susie hearts. I didn't see questions. Oh, here we go. Kathleen. I have Capricorn in the second house and Chiron at eight degrees. So you are really somebody who has had a wound around her own self-worth, her own worthiness to receive perhaps, and the ability to attract resources to you. The second house, because it's a house of earning power, it's a house of money and uh, let's call it the house of resources, right? The things that you can attract to you. And one of the attractive forces is self-worth being worthy to receive. If you're blocking flow and prosperity or good jobs or great relationships because you don't feel worthy of receiving them, then you're really, you have a mismatch and it's going to create the wound. So that's why Chiron here is moving you to become more worthy, to choose yourself. And in choosing yourself first, and this is not about being selfish this is about being empowered to be worthy and then that allows the things that you want in your life to be attracted to you right whatever that might be so hmm good stuff there right kathleen uh the world the pearl retreat is a gene keys um this is a 4 month i think it is uh process uh yes it is 4 months of the deep dive through Uh, some of the sequence of the golden path called the pearl sequence, which is about prosperity. There's the activation sequence, then there's the Venus sequence, and then there's the pearl sequence. So the activation sequence takes us through our life purpose and how we are challenged to live our life purpose and rise to the challenge to live out the wholeness of who we're here to be. The pearl sequence shows us what might trip us up in relationships, it's about love, right? And how we love ourselves or love others, and then the pearl sequence says when you've got these other things moving for you, then prosperity is a natural outflow of your uh, ability to love and be loved. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, journey. Let's call it that. It's an interesting journey. I've had a lot of aha moments in the past couple of days just contemplating uh the the core of my prosperity sequence so interesting so anyway i uh, hope that answers your question that was kind of the long way around uh any other questions before i go on uh because th- this week we also have on wednesday so the 10th 1110 we have saturn Moving into the gate 19, which is a gate on the root center. So again, we're talking about a format energy, an energy that forms the basis of who we are as human beings. It is called in traditional human design, the gate of approach. Sometimes it's called the gate of sensitivity. And in quantum human design, it is called the gate of attunement. I should have checked what it meant and what it was in the gene keys. And I did not do that. But here we go. In the gene keys, it is the shadow of codependence. It is the gift of sensitivity. So it matches kind of the human design uh, traditional name. And in the highest expression, it is the energy of sacrifice. So this is one that we're going to have some time to work through as Saturn is going to sit here, I believe, through the end of the year. Let me just confirm that. 19. Here's December. Yeah, he is. Does that mean he also begins 2022 here? Yes. So uh, up until January 13th. So we have a few months now, a couple of months anyway, with Saturn moving through this gate 19. So I thought we would talk a bit about what that is. So first of all, let me um, Organize you around what's up here. So, first, I see more questions. Good morning, Angie Witzel. Good to see you. Kathleen, you're welcome. Ursula, I just realized I have access to the 5720 channel in the Just Now chart. Yay, neural wave. Maybe, right? There's a lot of neural waves going on this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. Uh, JLo, we would have to set up a little Zoom. Okay, I don't know what that's about. So, okay. I have my personality IC 29 in Virgo at zero degrees. What is the best way to work with gate 29 to follow your type and your strategy and your authority, JLo. And I say that with no like tongue in cheek here, because if the, the 29 commits its energy, it has, and I believe you're a manifesting generator. If I'm correct, let me know that. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a manifesting generator or a generator, your whole strategy is to respond to what shows up in your outer world. So you're not responding from ideas or inspiration or meditation or thoughts. You only respond to something that matches that idea, inspiration or thought outside of you. So you're living your life kind of by signs and omens and you know just following the signposts along the way but you also have an authority and it might be emotional. It might be uh, splenic I'm trying to remember your chart. Um, and if it's emotional, your decision-making is slowed down by need to find clarity over time. So in the moment you might be at, at the high point of your emotional wave, maybe you're really excited and you say yes. Then later on as the wave sinks into the low part, you might be going, Oh my Lord, what did I do? Why did I say yes? So you never say yes in the moment if you are someone who is emotionally defined, but if you're splenic defined then or sacral defined, then the moment that you have something to respond to, your body is either going through a process of pulling you toward it or feeling like, yes, I want that, or in the spleen, you have a quiet voice that says yes or no, or I want this or don't do this. That is um, your the voice of instinct or intuition. So it really starts with you knowing yourself, right? Knowing yourself, which by the way, uh, for those of you who might be new here, uh, or listening later on through the podcast on blog talk, or anywhere you get your podcast, um, you can go to my website at living astrology.com and get your free chart And free report for both astrology and human design. That's one place to start, right? Because it gives you an idea of how you're designed. But the next step would be to get a reading or have a session where we can move through all of the pieces and put the picture together for you. And you can also find that on my website as well. So, all right, uh, where was I? So we were talking about the 19 uh, wants to be wanted and needs to be needed. So when we are looking at Saturn moving into this gate, Oh, I know what I was going to do before I started to really talk about that gate. I wanted to go back to your human design charts. So look at your chart, go down to the root center. It's the very bottom one and the bottom, I mean the top right gate is the 19 look at your own chart and see, is it colored in or is it white? Or does it have something at the other end of it, which would be the gate 49? So if it is a completely white channel, now with Saturn sitting there until January 13th, you're going to have this activated in your chart through your relationships. If you are someone who has the gate 49 hanging there, which means 49 only comes halfway across. Now you you will have the whole channel of love and intimacy of relationship connected. So you might be challenged to rise above some of the problems that you've had in relationships, you may have new relationships that, you know, come into your life where you get to uh, try out the energies of intimacy, and or uh, an intimacy, meaning meaning connection, right connection, this isn't particularly sexual, Uh, It can be a part of that, but it's mostly the emotional connection that we have. And um, for those of you who already have 19 defined or the whole channel 1949 defined, this isn't anything different for you, but it may take on a little bit different character as the planet Saturn takes us more into our duties and responsibilities, right? How am I responsible to create a pathway to intimacy, or how am I responsible for blocking that in our relationship? So that gives you an idea of what it might look like in your own chart and how you personally might be affected. Now, when we look at the gate 19, the gate of sensitivity, um, it is a place in our charts where we want to be wanted and we need to be needed. Now, there's nothing wrong in that energy unless of course it leads us over here to codependency because i remember that's that shadow energy in that gate because i so want to belong i so want to feel loved and needed i so want to feel wanted that i'm willing to do anything to feel that feeling even stay in a relationship that is terrible for me so we have to watch that it is a gate that seeks connection interconnection. So we have a sort of matching picture here with the energy of Chiron in Aries that's teaching us about interconnection and interdependence. So what we want, what we'll be seeking, what will support us in the next few months is togetherness, companionship, cooperation, co-creation. And all of that is going to help us to find success. Personally, and professionally or personally and collectively we could say so in our companies and our corporations in our lives we need to be focused on how do we build a cooperative how do we come together there's a need for belonging here that is a pressure because it's on the root center and the pressure to um get out to find people that you want to connect with can also, in some cases, cause you to connect with the wrong people. So this can happen, especially if you have an open identity center, the diamond in the center of your human design. If it's white, um, you might sometimes have an issue with who uh, who you are, your identity. And so you might, out of a need or a want to be needed or feel that intimate connection, surround yourself with people that are not necessarily good for you. So we want to be careful here during this period of time. So there are a couple of trouble points, neediness or clinginess, right? Others may seem that way to you or you may become that way. If so, you're taking that energy of wanting to belong and, not, and taking it into its shadow of codependence. Um, uh, one thing here is that that sensitivity could give you access to knowing others better than you know yourself. So then it asks the question, am I doing what is good for me or am I doing what is good for others instead? So something, uh, an issue we're going to have to look at over time. Am I acting from my own needs and desires or am I doing it for you, right? Or for someone else's desires. Too much self-sacrifice here. That is another issue. Too much self-sacrifice. Remember in the city, the highest expression is sacrifice. But we can get we can run away with that in the gate 19. So we're going to find that is an energy that we're working with for the next several months. Questions about that? Uh, Kathleen says gate 49 is defined in my chart, uh, Mercury 49.5, Venus 49.6. So, Mercury, uh, communication, mind, and Relationship connected at the design of the forty-nine, which is all about revolution. <laughs> it's it it takes that um, it can create the energy of connection, like choosing to um, change your uh, relationships so that it more um, appropriately aligns with your values. Sometimes we call the forty-nine the divorce gate. Because it can, it it comes to its this point where it can no longer um, face what things have been happening in the way they've been happening, and a revolt happens. Right, and the revolt might be a divorce, literally, or a walking away in the relationship, or a changeover, right, in how the dynamics of the relationships work. So when you have uh, a couple of different planets sitting there. You have the potential for throwing over some relationships. There's black and white thinking here sometimes that that becomes so tired of the way things have been. There's no longer any desire to work through it, right? And it becomes a break. So a revol- a revolt or a revolution or a rebellion uh, even. And J-Lo says, OMG, can you say that again? Uh Honey, you're going to have to tell me what it is that you want me to say again or listen to the recording <laughs> because I don't know what it was that I said that you are connecting with. Um, I want to talk about Carol's dream, weird dream last night, pulling string out of my nose and mouth, pulled out tons of junk from inside my body, bad hal- had a, habits developed in my 20s. So again, right, this is all about becoming response able, right, pulling it out. I also had a weird dream last night. My son, Brian, the one who passed away in July, came to me in a dream. And Ursula, if you're still listening, you're going to love this because he showed me a new way to work with astrology charts. He wasn't an astrologer by any means, but he showed me in my own chart. I'm pretty sure I, we were looking at my chart, how to read the star systems that are uh, th- that are in the chart as a, a kaleidoscope, if you will. Of um of energies, and I'm not quite sure how to put thought, all that in play. Of course, again, you know it's very much like the the gate sixty four, a download that comes, but without the the uh, instruction manual. So I'm not quite sure what that's going to lead to. But it was interesting because the kaleidoscopic part he was showing me sat right between Gemini and Taurus in my own chart, which is where there's a lot of my star systems. Uh, my origination came from. And, and I know that to be true from the work that I'm doing on Star Seeds astrology, but wow, to have that come in a dream, wow, to have what came to Carol in a dream, our 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 inner um, voices are really speaking to us, or we're tapping in to something that hopefully is going to align us with our principles and values, integrity, et cetera, right? That's the bigger theme behind everything. Ursula, OMG, I have the kaleidoscope on my radar to talk about multidimensionality. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. So uh, Natasha says he was a star being, which equals astrologer. Indeed, right? That's totally possible. I just thought it was funny that he would be the one to bring me an astrology chart, though. And that's only the second dream I've had about my son since he passed. And I every night I almost go to sleep thinking about him and, um, you know, asking, you know, for a dream. And here he is, he comes in with this powerful chart. It was an astrology chart like this. So here you see these pie-shaped pieces. These are houses, right? And what he was showing me was right here between the 11th and the 12th house, this pie-shaped kaleidoscopic piece that was related to the star systems that, sit there in that part of the chart. And how, I think the whole idea was how how do I incorporate that then into a conversation with someone about their own star charts, about their own astrology chart. Woo. 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 (laughs) So huge. And I don't know how that's going to play out yet. Maybe he'll give me another, maybe another dream will come in with the instruction manual because I didn't get that part uh ursula yes i am psychic at times that's for sure but it's in uh it, it isn't it's inconsistent it doesn't come to me the same way every time so we'll see how that plays out justice for all good to see you out there hello feeling my parents around me not sure of the message just a longing for them so maybe you can sit with your higher self and or in meditation and ask to connect and see what happens from that. Maybe you know if it comes, write some things down or watch the uh, signs around you, um, because lots of times they're trying to bring us messages. And sometimes we're just so busy in our day to day life, we we don't we're not open to receiving. Right? We're not open to receiving. Okay, and this is a week, by the way, at least up until third whenever the tenth is, or yeah, the tenth is Wednesday. Oh no, it doesn't change till the 11th. So up through Wednesday, for us to be in allowance to receive what it is that our loved ones or anybody uh, is trying to give us, right? Their wisdom, their love, their guidance. So maybe that's something you can do as well. Um, Okay. Uh, Any questions about Saturn? What he represents? What energy he brings us at the gate 19? Uh, By the way, we've had this already once this year earlier in the year. So we've had like a sneak peek of what this energy can be. So think back to where you were becoming very sensitive about something or where um, your needs, your need to be in connection was triggered. So because that's a thing that's coming back at us with Saturn here right now. Okay. what else? Let's see 849. All right, so let's take a look at other things this week because those aren't the only things happening, of course. Um, But instead of big things like planets moving into new signs or retrogrades or anything like that, this week, we go back to planets in connection with one another. So interesting, because that actually happens in a very big way on Wednesday, the same day that Saturn moves into the gate of sensitivity or the gate of uh, approach, attunement, etc. And one of the biggies is Mercury connecting in a conjunction to Mars, and then Mars squaring Saturn, which means that Mercury is also going to square Saturn. And the moon is also going to get involved squaring Saturn, Mercury, and Uranus. And we also have uh, Mars, did I say that? Mars already squaring Saturn. So we have some big challenges, perhaps, along with that day, and uh, Wednesday, so Wednesday, the 10th. And I wanted to talk about these because, you know, Mercury and Mars are both in the sign of Scorpio. So they're a little bit lagging behind as in, let's see, what gates are they sitting at right now? Uh, Mercury is at, what is today? The 8th. So the date that I said was the 10th. They are both still sitting at the gate 28. So they're still sitting in the spleen center. So they're still kind of dragging up a bit of the energy around fear or the shadows and what the shadow is in the gate 28, that Mercury and Mars are going to be bringing to our attention is where we don't, where we do not have totality, where we are not all in with something, where we might feel purposelessness, where we might feel like all of the feelings around what does all of this mean? And, you know, what's my purpose? And. Uh, that feeling of purposelessness can mean that we aren't connected, right? That we feel disconnected in some way. And then we can start in with activities or taking actions that are kind of daring or adventurous. And sometimes that can be taking too much risk. And other times it can be just doing things out of the norm so that we can feel alive again. So Mercury and Mars, check your thoughts. Check what you're talking about and check your actions that you're not just doing things to upset or to feel alive, right? Don't, don't go jumping off that cliff, right? Just because, right? Don't, don't go, you know, tossing out the baby with the bathwater just to feel that is not what that, this energy is about. This energy is really about tapping into what makes you feel alive, what makes you feel good and being all in with that energy, right? Uh, Mars squaring Saturn. That's pretty much a militant sort of setup. There could be military action that we hear about in the world. There can be conflict that arises between us in our relationships or between communities um, within uh, the, the, the people that you are around because a square challenges us, right? We're challenged to find the deeper meaning and to connect because Saturn is over here in Aquarius, Mars is over here in Scorpio, we're needing to connect with the wider group, with the wider community. We're getting, hopefully through being challenged, we're getting better at being able to see the bigger picture and how all the pieces on the chessboard fit in with the bigger picture. We're also looking at what's the best for the whole and not just what's the best only for me, right? So we, we have to become very good at being aware of our own individuality, but that how we are also a part of the bigger tapestry of life that gets triggered a bit on Wednesday. And then of course the moon here also setting up um uh, transit through Aquarius and that puts her in a square with, uh, or puts her in a square, no, the moon on wait Wednesday, 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 Wednesday in Aquarius, right? So the moon is going to end up Uh, connecting with Saturn, with Mercury and Uranus with Saturn in a conjunction, meaning, you know, we may feel some lower energy on that day. And then with the square to Mercury in Scorpio, and then a square to Uranus in Taurus. So we have all of the fixed signs kind of activated here. And when we have fixed sign activation, what we're faced with with is One of two things where we're stuck or where we are not solid enough, where we haven't stayed the course long enough. So that's coming up on Wednesday, Thursday. We have a new uh, Pleiadian Earth Energy Week starting at one remembering. And I love this particular week. This 13 day period of evolution is about promoting cooperation, peace, love. How do we work together? instead of working across purposes. How do we find the highest and best? So we'll have a 13-day week that really takes us into the beauty of cooperation and co-creation, collaboration, and creating synchrony or synarchy and not hierarchy, etc. Then we also have the birth of the new human design week on Thursday. And this is where the sun moves into the gate 43 and the earth into the 23. Forming the chan- channel that I said was called the Freak to Genius channel in sort of a fun sort of way. But it is the gate of breakthrough and the gate of simplicity. So, having these breakthrough ideas or these genius opportunities and being able to see how they fit, how the pieces all fit together, and being able to share with others in the right timing and with an invitation about what your brilliance is or about what your ideas are. So it is a great week, I think, ahead of time uh, as we start to move through after uh, the 12th, we actually have sun in a trine to Neptune, which sort of starts to smooth the path as well. It makes us more interested in unconditional love. It helps us to be more psychically in tuned or uh, more intuitive or instinctive or to actually follow that, right, instead of uh, what happened the last time the sun was connected to Neptune just recently was a square, right, that was a 90 degree angle. So we were challenged to have listened to our intuition. Now we have the trine that says this is flowing. And if we stay in that flow, we'll find ourselves in the right place, right time, right people, right opportunities. All we have to do is show up, right? on the 13th which is saturday mercury opposes uranus that is my granddaughter's birthday which means that's going to be in her solar return the whole of the year mercury so there's a couple of things that come up with mercury in an opposition to uranus first of all they rule the mind right mercury rules the lower mind so the mind that we think of when we're thinking comparing analyzing com- uh, comparing and contrasting memory recall sort of ajna like right so mercury in this uh place is ruling that and uranus rules the higher mind so the part of us that's connected with the divine or the part of us that is connected to that aha breakthrough um psychic in- uh, information uh knowledge knowing what we know but we don't know how we know what we know instinct intuition all of that so we have two of them coming together in an opposition which means both are highly activated our minds are very busy and our higher minds are very busy and that can lead to anxiety it can lead to nervousness so if you're finding yourself on a saturday in that energy of nervousness or anxiousness like you're just like ready to come out of your skin kind of feeling look at what the thoughts are that you're generating and are you generating thoughts of fear or of uh worry or of uh thinking about the worst of something as opposed to thinking of what's the best or being open to receiving guidance from the higher self the higher mind and this is across the signs of uh scorpio and taurus so maybe it's money worries Maybe it's relationship worries. Maybe it's not so good economic news. Maybe it's good economic news because it can also be surprisingly good, right? News that comes along. So either way you you look at this energy, watch what your mind is doing over the weekend because it might be highly activated either toward anxiety or toward brilliance and genius, right? Of course we want the brilliance and the genius. But if you have anxiety based on fear, That's also a tell, right? It gives you information about, well, where is my thought focused? Where am I focusing my energy? If I'm focusing it over here, I need to move it over in this direction. So I think we have a really good week on tap with a couple of challenges, a couple of big things that are happening subtly in the background. And uh, hopefully that has helped all of you to be more aware about the week's energy. And I want to draw an animal card and... I don't know why, but today I want to draw a wisdom of Avalon card, uh, Oracle card for us for the week by Colette baron reed So, and just an FYI, uh, I may or may not be here on Friday. It really depends. I'm having a procedure done on my ear. Depends on if I have pain and whether or not I can I didn't have pain the last time I had it done. So I'm assuming I'm going to be fine. But if you do not see me on Friday morning, don't panic. That is uh, because of my procedure that was done the day before. Now, this is a card, a wisdom of the Avalon. Uh, Oh, we get two of them that fly out. Oh, and they're good ones. One is the horse, which is about accepting help from another delegating authority It's card 26, which is a number of power and prosperity. So the horse and the lady of the lake, which is about absolute truth, courage, self-respect and responsibility. So there we go. Let's see what these cards mean. And she's also an eight. So both cards relate to the eight, which is about power and um, responsibility. I'll say they, so the horse says the horse appears on your path to offer assistance. If you're asking a question about your life, the horse says that you will indeed receive help from another to aid you on your quest. Too often do you receive, do you refuse, excuse me, help from others? Do you sometimes feel that although you give to others, no one helps you? Well, you don't have to walk the whole way alone. You can get help. The horse appears to remind you that assistance is for the asking. Sometimes you need to be carried to get your destination. Trust that when the horse appears, help is yours. Remember to ask for it and also remember to accept it when it's offered. And then the Lady of the Lake, she's holding the sword Excalibur, right? The Lady of the Lake holds the the sword of power even. And here's what it says. The Lady of the Lake represents the highest order of respect for yourself and the manner in which you operate within the world around you. She is the harsher element of truth where denial is swept away by a tidal wave of events. In the ancient legend of Avalon, the Lady of the Lake presented Merlin with the sword of truth which had been claimed by Arthur, who became High King of Britain. The magic that welded this metal was fired by the will of the god and goddess, Consequently, when the Lady of the Lake appears, she demands nothing short of total truth and integrity, and she asks you to be mindful of all of the signs, signals, and omens that present themselves to you. This is not the time to second guess. If a signal appears, be assured that a challenge has been presented. Moving forward without acknowledgement of the challenge will result in unnecessary difficulties. If the signal is to move, she pushes you to act. Do so for a victory is imminent. Regardless of your question, the message is to take care when the Lady of the Lake appears as serious business is at stake. The Lady reminds you of your personal responsibility in shaping your reality and its consequences. Seek the sword of truth within yourself and great success will be yours. Have courage for when the Lady appears, the strength of Avalon is behind you in support of your quest for wholeness and abundance great cards. I'm not sure I need to pull an animal card since we got the horse, but because I intuitively picked up the deck, let's see, maybe we'll get another animal that can really help us um, find power right within ourselves or to find our truth, our sword of truth, courage. Hmm. pig spirit, use your mind wisely, but she was upside down. And she is number uh, 47. So she is an 11. And in upside down, that means she is in protection. So let's see what we are working with here. Okay, so 11. All right, there we have protection message of pig. Are you ruminating, turning thoughts around and around in your head, but not getting nearer to a decision or solution? Pig spirit is here to protect you from analysis paralysis. Let your mind rest now and allow your intelligence to mingle with the mysteries of intuitive guidance, releasing your tight hold on facts and unsolved puzzles, whether it be a relationship or any other aspect of your life. In fact, Now might be a good time to think about something else altogether and release your grip on needing to know. When your thought thought processes are muddied by fear and anxiety, allow pig spirit to lead you back to the right use of your natural intelligence. Take a break, relax, and release that ball of worry. Soon the smart choice will become clear to you. More facts may be needed, more digging for information, and more questioning. When seeking to learn more, enjoy the process of using your thinking powers, prowess, all the elements of your intelligence are reliably guiding you now once you've given your mind a rest. I think that speaks to perhaps later in the week when we have all of those transits going on, pulling us maybe in different directions and challenging us. So the pig and 11, of course, is a number of enlightenment or seeing the light, bringing in the light, illumination. So I think that's a great message for us all for the week. All right, I'm presuming I will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everybody. Don't forget, you can now get your ticket for the webinar, Astrology of 2022. It's both on the Living Astrology Community page and also on the Facebook page for Living Astrology. Much love to all of you. See you next week or see you later this week. Bye for now.